Dana Caudell, president of operations for the Bainbridge Companies. If you do not know, Bainbridge is a fully integrated real estate development, construction owner and operator of around 22,000 units nationally uh, with a geographical footprint anywhere from the Mid-Atlantic, um, the, the Carolinas, Florida, Georgia, and Texas. Thank you for joining us. Um, honored to have you. I This is going to be a, an open-ended question. So in the tech space, there's a lot of people who will go work at Google, Uber, Amazon, one of these companies to put that on their resume, um, knowing that that's going to carry a lot of weight when they apply to another job. And I think that is a fascinating concept that if property management companies looked at themselves in the mirror and said, hey, we want to be the place that people come work at to put that on their resume. Some people will stay and they'll be great. And if they come join us and they get a great experience and we have that reputation that people want to hire people who work for us, that's also great. So what are your thoughts about that? No, I completely agree. You know, I, I think that a company's brand and reputation um, is is everything. And I think that, you know, we've taken steps here at Bainbridge to to kind of gauge, you know, what what is our reputation? How do people, you know, look at Bainbridge from the outside in and the, and the inside as well? Uh, we've rolled out several different tools and systems to, to really monitor that and, and to dig deep into where, you know, we can improve because I, I agree with you. Um, nothing better than to have the reputation within a particular space, um, you know, as an organization of where you absolutely want to work. And that's also with coming up with brand ambassadors and having that out there on all your social media channels, um, word of mouth, you know, uh, reputation, uh, just just making it to where this is the place I want to work, no matter what industry you're in. Um, this sounds is like a brand ambassador, like uh, an official title, or you're talking about like we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. We have some brand ambassadors who are also part of our impact mentorship program, uh, which we were thrilled to roll out coming into this year um, as part of a Make Life Better initiative uh, that we we worked really hard on at Bainbridge in, in 2021 into 2022. And, you know, there are those folks that really love working here. Um, they've given us great insight into where we can improve and, and make life better for our on-site team members, for our regional team members, up and down the line, um, residents, customers, and, and our clients. So we, we do engage with our, our brand ambassadors. So you, and is that like they have a job and they're also a brand ambassador or their yes. whole thing? Okay, got it. Nope. And then yeah, no, they, 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 have, they have a day job. <laughs> yes. They applied. So we just kind of sent it out as the impact mentorship program. And it was all walks of life within Bainbridge. So all different types of onsite team members could apply. And we really wanted um, a, a mixed bag of associates to really give us great feedback on our one, our, our mentorship program, what it should look like. And then it's all part of that new hire onboarding experience of when someone's hired, they're, you know, they're placed with one of our brand ambassadors and mentors. So it's 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 been well received thus far. Interesting. Um, you mentioned this Make Life Better initiative. Um, what was that initiative? Who came up with it? And then how did you roll it out? Absolutely. So you know, everybody knows the COVID crazies over the past few years, and you know the the discussion around just how do we improve life? How do we improve you know balance for people? How do we improve um, you know, your, your daily workload. So, 
um, towards about the fourth quarter or third quarter of 2021, um, I work with some phenomenal leaders that oversee our different divisions within the, the management company. And we all sat around for three days in Orlando and just started talking about, you know, how do we make life better? And so it was kind of my vision of bringing all the division leaders in. I wanted them to bring three to four ideas from their particular department. So marketing, training systems, uh, revenue management, whatever the case may be. And what do you see as how you and your department can make life better for our on-site team members, for each other, for our residents, for our clients? Um, and I'm going to tell you, they, they came up with some truly you know, great ideas, phenomenal ideas. Every single one of them was looked at and kind of prioritized on how we could get it rolled out. Some of them were still waiting you know, to roll out with time. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think the best way we can learn is from each other. So it's not for me to, to sit here and, and come up with a vision and then execute, right? Uh, you got to bring everybody else in to have those conversations. Um, so it was, it was really great. It was a great brainstorming session. And, and we've made some, some great headway in 2022 on that initiative. So you had a, a leadership offsite in Orlando. Two and a half days at the pool. Then you said, oh, no, we need to come up with something. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> so you came up with this idea at that leadership offsite that you need the let's focus on make life better initiative. And then you take that back and then you went to other leaders within your operations. Um, I don't want to say department, but your operation right. operation. Um, and you had asked them to come up with ideas for this initiative. Correct. And then they came and then okay that's interesting and then was there like a time frame and then they all presented or did they yes. as a group was it one-on-one -on -one? it was a group so we we use teams for a lot of our internal conversations so we set up a team's channel for make life better initiative and everyone had 30 days to one meet with all of their associates that report up under that particular layer so we can use marketing as, as an example we had a vp of marketing they have five associates she went back to her associates said, okay, here's the initiative that we're looking for for 2022. We need to brainstorm and come up with the top three to five initiatives that we feel will make life better. And they had 30 days to do that. We all uploaded it into the team's channel. I went and dissected everything and then kind of put together a whole agenda to where we all hopped on a Zoom again together within that 30-day timeline and talked through each leader and division's thoughts and ideas and what did we feel like was priority for Q1 of 2022, Q2 of 2022, and and, and so on. Um, and so it was it was definitely teamwork and just kind of working together to, to make sure we were all on the same page of what we felt uh, the most important initiatives would be for 2022. So that, that's really um, fascinating to me. I think that the more I've worked on myself and how I critically think about an idea and then presenting that idea has had an impact on how impactful I can be. So if it just like, I call it like the TED Talk theory. So um, take a TED Talk. Most people have heard of a TED Talk and they like them. And if you think about it, like what makes a TED Talk so good, um, that person could have that same idea. And if they just told it to you, it'd be okay. But that the amount of effort that they put in to present that idea and the presentation and how they package it and deliver it has that real impact. And I think a lot of people in operations feel sometimes that they present things and they're not heard or not validated or something like that. And I think that if people take the approach of like, well, how well did I prepare and how well did I present the idea? And I think that as operational companies, we management companies, we should be trying to develop our team 
and the skills to critically think about ideas and, and, and how to present them. So I think that that's one really good that you have done that. Um, not that I should be giving you any advice, but, but two, I think that it's also creating this environment where, where people can voice their opinions. And instead of it just being top down, telling everybody what should be done and carrying it out, that, that people, people could actually be involved in the process. No, absolutely. And I'm not the smartest person in the room. I hire those people that are. So, um, you know, I know what it's like to be on site. I started as a leasing associate many, many years ago, and and there was a top-down approach a lot of times. And, you know, I was the boots on the ground. I was the one interacting with the residents and the clients on a daily basis, but my thoughts or, you know, my my daily world was not taken into consideration. So um, it's really important to do that type of brainstorming um, to, to make sure that we're reaching out to the masses uh, that, that really run the engine, right? We're just here to support. My job is to support our teams, our on-site teams, our regional teams, and, and everyone across the line. So you just mentioned something in passing <laughs> that you started as a leasing consultant. And um, I think that the, the structure of the industry um, and people are critical of this is, is that people typically start in leasing and they make their way up. And here you went from leasing consultant to president of operations for a very large and successful management company and development. Um, what are your thoughts about your journey from starting at leasing and going all the way up versus, you know, those that are suggesting that we change the structure and someone who's just in leasing just does leasing and management just does management and, and so forth? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a, a journey and, you know, I had to learn a lot of hard lessons along the way. Uh, I was a great salesperson. I had, I took great pride in, in being able to have the highest closing ratio. I'm just a little competitive. So, you know, that was, that was a huge gold star for me, but I also loved the administrative side. So I knew that um, I would love to be a property manager, but back then 20 plus years ago, there really wasn't a path um, to what that looks like. So again, I, I learned the hard way. Um, and, and I did, I, I had changed jobs a few times to go from, you know, a property manager to a regional and then regional to, to DVP. And, um, finally, you know, six years ago through a lot of trial and tribulation, I was, I was blessed to, to, you know, get hired on by our, our CEO, Richard Schechter here at Bainbridge, um, but started out here as a VP. So VP to SVP to president, um, in the past six years. So again, um, just kind of learning, you know, by trial. And so, I, I hear, you know, that that a lot of people think that maybe the structure is broken. But what I really wanted to focus on, one of the initiatives of Make Life Better, and a true passion of mine was a pathway to promotion. And for those who do see themselves moving into from a leasing to an assistant, they need to understand what that entails. Not just oh, they don't have to, you know, do this, this, or that, or they get to sit behind their desk all day, or whatever the perception is. They have to really learn what that role means. And does it really fit their skill set? So we came up with a pathway to promotion. And no matter you know what your current position is, if you want to go from the service maintenance side to the office side, office side maintenance, you know, a manager to a regional, what whatever your desires are, whatever you believe your skill set is, you can apply for the pathway to promotion and you go through courses and skill assessments. And I would say since we've rolled it out in the past, you know, six, seven months, we've had about 80 graduates of the pathway to promotion, which is so exciting to me. Um, that, that tells me, one, they've got a passion for what they do, a passion for this industry, and that they are ready to take that next step. And I think that's really important because we do kind of get into, if you're a leasing, then you go to assistant, assistant property manager, which could be great. Um, but you also have those folks who don't want that pathway. So what do you do for those folks? Well, you keep them passionate about what they do. And that's 
you know, I think where we have to challenge ourselves to have recognition programs for those associates who just love being leasing or love being a service tech. Um, you give those guys recognitions for their daily work and their contribution to the to the big picture. Um, so, you know, I, I, I saw yesterday and, and I'll tell you, I printed it out and I sent it to the, the groundskeeper who applied to be a leasing associate through the pathway to promotion and he passed. You know, that that to me is exciting. And I think it goes back to your point of just branding and being a company that somebody wants to work for and being able to say that we were able to do something for our groundskeeper to put him on a path um, is, is something we should all be proud of. Yeah. So the way we, we wrap up here is some curious questions. So sure. what is a, a hobby for you? I am the proverbial soccer mom. Uh, so my son started playing travel soccer three years ago. I didn't know anything about the game, thought it was just people passing around a ball on field. I'm sorry, pitch. That's the correct term. And I really dove in. I learned everything I could about soccer, started working Premier, you know, watching Premier League, La Liga, MLS, uh, really now have a passion for the game. Uh, you will find me every m- morning before work. I'm watching a soccer game on the weekends. Um, and then my son's soccer season actually starts next week. So you will see me on the pitch Tuesdays and Thursdays for practice as well as on the weekends. You're not one of those parents we're going to see on the news yelling at the coach. Um, no, no, no. I'm very competitive, but I, I know how to control my emotions most days. I have that emotional intelligence factor, but <laughs> not that I'm not doing it inside. <laughs> um, what's a book recommendation? One of my favorites that actually changed my life and my perception of myself is Tim Grover's Relentless. Um, I got this about probably eight years ago, and he is the personal coach and trainer for Kobe, the, the prior Kobe Bryant um, for Jordan. It was is definitely focused on on sports, but it talks about how to be a leader, and it talks about you know embracing your strengths no matter what they are. Um, it, it just really was a, a, a true life changing book on how to go from good to great to unstoppable, and it sits on my desk every day. And what's something you purchased in the last 12 months you recommend? I purchased, well, I purchased probably an entire series of books on leadership um, because I, I don't know, I just love to learn. So I just, I recommend, you know, find your passion and continue learning and don't ever think that you know everything about what you're doing and your passion. Um, so I just highly encourage people to keep, keep growing and learning and educating themselves. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you.